Sloaner, new Rolex? <clears throat> right on, better than that dog water Cartier you were rocking. <clears throat> you down to fire tonight, or? We are back with another episode, No Concept of Time, episode two. We are now here with the top podcaster after one episode, Yaniv. I am your host. I'm getting Edward. used to it. I mean, yeah, you are. For the first episode, I would say I... that that one wasn't like a first, uh, like a quintessential first episode podcaster. I've got a question for you, a real, real question. What? When you go to the beach and you go swimming, hot or cold water? Hot or cold water? It's, de- it's dependent on, like, how cold. I feel very strongly about this. It's dependent on how cold, but I like, like, I would like a cooler water than a hot water, for sure. Hot water is disgusting. Yeah, no, disgusting. I, don't, I, I don't like... Going into like, I don't go beaches to specifically when it's like warm. Yeah, no. I don't like that. Like, specifically when you go to, like, a beach or somewhere with water, you want to cool down your body. So I wouldn't want to get in something that I feel is the same temperature as my body. Terrific. My wife and kids just went to the beach today. And my wife, Meg, was telling me water was warm. Like, yeah. nice and warm. Just warm. And I was like, no thanks. Not for me. <laughs> I mean, I go to that's, the that's the beaches here. For sure. All right. Did you do your homework? Did you find your omegas that? Um, oh yes, I did actually. I really want to hear these. I'm I actually really took interested. I took a lot of screenshots of watches because for certain um, style of watches, I liked multiple styles of watches. So you said three, so I actually picked out three on the dot, um, and on that, then I'll add some honorable mentions. Um, so this is my omega. First look at Omega, what my eyes would like to buy. And um, so I saw the Aqua Terra um, 150M, the coaxial master chronometer, small seconds. Um, 41 millimeter, they have a, what I can only explain to be like a bluish gray, if you can see here. Yeah, on the rubber. On that the rubber, rubber bracelet? I've tried that, that rubber on. Oh my god, it's so comfortable. And then I also liked. So I, I'm, I'm, I won't give the same one because I also like that same one in that dark blue that they have it in. Um, so you like Aquaterra? Aquaterra. I like, yeah, I like Aquaterra a lot. Like I like those. Like like the one that you have is the one that I really enjoy. Um, but I also like the. Seamaster Aquaterra 150 coaxial chronometer GMT world timer. That one's okay. fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. That's that a great to watch. me. That's a. Uh, I could definitely see myself owning that. Hundred percent. Sometime soon. But the thing is, also with the Aquaterra is like six grand is a pretty good entry level watch. I mean, and to me, this is a competitor with the Datejust, and just the coaxial movement alone gives it like the upper hand in my opinion then you want to throw in some styling like the different choices you have the availability of it you can actually go and buy one right nice. now eight years um and they also have like i mean if you want to go rose gold they have one i'm looking at it right now full rose gold 35 grand like you can get that dressy flex watch but i don't nice. know i think it to me it's a competitor for sure so give me a little rundown on especially for a lot of people who are just coming into watches coaxial what what's what is that? 
to be completely transparent, I don't know the ins and outs of like exactly what the coaxial escapement is. Yeah. Um, I know it's extremely anti-magnetic. Um, and it's something I forget his name. They made a movie on it. It's it's called the I forget what the called. I'll put it in the show notes when I find it. But yeah, there's a movie about like watchmaking, and it's this one British old dude who created this coaxial escapement watchheads who like know like the people that are like super into movements are like cringing right now but yeah um it's super well known and it's trademarked i believe by omega and now it's slowly turn they're turning all their movements into coaxial movements it's something with the escapement and the way it like flicks back i have it i mean it's in on my watch right now that i'm wearing on my wrist but um it's just like beautifully decorated when you look at it it just it's a gorgeous looking movement if you like can go on the Omega side, if you have the chance, and just look at any coaxial movement. It's just so well decorated, so good looking that, um, and then the technology on top of it. I like, for example, I haven't worn this Seamaster that I have on since Thursday. I put it down on my desk and I picked it up this morning to go to work, and it's still keeping like perfect time. It was like on the dot, perfect time, maybe plus or minus a couple seconds, but perfect, perfect timekeeping. So that's a big part of it too. That Omega's getting a lot of wear, huh? I wear that a lot. I haven't... That's getting a lot of wear. Getting a lot of wear. I've been, like, flipping through. I wore my Explorer a little bit yesterday, um, but I've been wearing this probably since I got it every single day. All right, just to give the people a little background, usually when we were working together, your go-tos were always Submariner and the GMT Pepsi. You stopped wearing them at work because... Uh, it attracted a lot of attention from some people you didn't want to attract attention by. So then you went yeah. to Apple Watch. Would it say if we were in that same predicament, the Omega would definitely get used a lot. See, that's where I kind of found the ba- like that point of my watch journey. I was still like learning. I had a couple Seikos. You've seen me wear the Seikos yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like I enjoy them too. The setting that we were in though was a little bit more like dressed mm-hmm. up. So yeah. I felt the Rolexes felt a little bit more in that place if that made sense but at the same time apropos a little it it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes too Uh, so i switched to wearing an apple watch which we'll get into later and its functionality um but i found the omega to be that like perfect middle ground where it's like super comfortable i can literally run through a wall with it i can go diving with it i can do anything with it and it's like i can go play golf i'm not worried about the vibration because of that coaxial movement um, it's super robust and I just, it's that kind of middle ground for me where I feel not like I'm being looked at while I'm wearing it, but it's mm-hmm. still, it's comfortable for me. I know that it's something special to me. So I don't know. I think I like, it. I think I'm going to wear it for a while. It's very, to be so, honest. So for the, for a sneaker world, right? There's some shoes that like, you'll see me have where like, you know, they're not the most popular shoe, but the people who know, know. Like a ALD New Balance or a JJ John New Balance, like people within the the like dressy streetwear world know, and it kind of you gotta give a head nod to that because it's not a Travis Scott or anything like you know you know something that's very blatant like you know exactly what it is you bought it because of that reason. Is in the watch world that is it a little bit more? Do you find somebody more interesting when it when they have on a? limited omega or like a you know like a very specific watch at Pijorn more than somebody who may have like a sky dweller or a daytona a hundred percent like it's like a it's definitely like a if you know you know kind of thing um i get that a lot with people and again i wear i work in like 
front facing retail where like there's people in and out all the time and where we are it's like a very high-end area yeah. um so i see this i just saw a full rose gold rhodium sky dweller on someone who i know is absolutely nothing about watches he just likes it because it's flashy and they told him it's a nice watch and it's a um, nice but, exactly but when you see the guy with uh like moon rock um speedmaster and all those kinds of watches like you kind of you give like a little head nod you know yeah. that's and it's a great comparison to sneakers it's like not the the travis scott i love that comparison i think that's exactly it because yeah. i because i specifically remember back when we when, again when we were working together that you would point out watches this was really early into my like uh introduction to watches and you would point out watches like yo that guy has like a eighteen thousand dollar omega on and i'm like oh i didn't even know they went to that price like i wouldn't even know what to look for when you're looking at that watch, like, oh, he has a really limited edition, da-da-da, like, watch. And then we got into conversations, obviously, we would see a lot of the Asian market was um, the uh, Cartier, I can't, I, I don't remember what it is. It starts with a B, the one that flips over, like, the Reverso. Uh, I forget, too. Yeah, I forget what it is, but, I mean, I'm sure everyone... <laughs> other way though it like flips the, the other way the reverse flips horizontal if that makes sense and yeah. then the other one flips flips yeah over. i remember yeah. that and you'll see that type of stuff where like oh that's actually cool like we what we saw the most was you know just the normal like sky dweller uh daytona rarely did we ever, ever see an rm there like rarely we saw one time one guy just coming in like you know super calm and i'm like that's a four hundred thousand dollar watch <laughs> like like i don't become yeah, I don't understand where you can't wear that right yeah, now. I don't understand the comfortability in that. Like you know, like, like we when we had that conversation when that guy walked in, because like I wasn't too familiar with prices then, but I know that RMs are really expensive. So he had a rose gold, not rose gold, but was do they make rose gold RMs? It was a rose gold. It was uh, I forget exactly which one it was. I, I can't keep up. I don't know about you, but I can't do the RM reference numbers. The RM fifty two oh three. Too much. They, and they, they all all look so complicated, and they're so difficult to remember. What they, they there's so many variations of them. Yeah. Um, it was I. I mean, we don't we RM. don't have to get exact, but I, from what I remember, you said it's three fifty to four fifty. It was an RM eleven oh two GMT, the rose gold one. Yeah. Three hundred eighty dollars right now on eBay. It's okay. like it's when you. Th- it's very that's the one that i would think of yeah uh so essentially you're walking around with a house on your wrist like literally a house on your wrist a nice house like a, a good suburban home maybe gated community in certain com- in, in certain places in the world because you know people are listening from everywhere in certain places of the world where we are you can get a nice decent family home for that price and you're just walking around in the mall with that with that on. Like, that's... It, there has to be a level of paranoia or just a level of negligence if you're walking around with that. Because as we've heard, a bunch of people, especially if you go to the UK, are getting robbed for these watches. And that's where I think the, the Omegas and Jaegers, those kind of, like, fit that middle ground where you know you're wearing a nice piece, exactly. regardless of what it means. It's a high-end watch that is made... To like the highest spec mm-hmm. and you know that that's on your wrist and you know it's a great watch it will literally last forever but you're not afraid to go down the street and get robbed with because exactly. an rm that's like, <laughs> rm is a scammer watch that's mm-hmm. the kind of watch scammer wear those are rm sky dollars things that, that pop out to the eye like the nautilus 
Royal Oak, like those big guys, you're going to get robbed wearing those. And I, I personally, I don't know how I would feel owning one like in this day and age. I can't even wear it. Like, yeah, what do you mean, do? That's, that's, that's the point that I, that I like try to drive home to is that it, like if you live in a big city, you're better off buying a Cartier watch. Like the fucking video that I sent you the other day, you, where the guy's like, "Scott, you got the the dog water Cartier," and I'm like, "Oh, really?" Because like you can get robbed with the Skydrone that you have on any day. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll. I want to link to that video because that video is insane. I might intro. Quick... I might intro this episode with that video because it just fits perfect for the exact type of human being that we're talking about. Like the finance 100%. bros. The finance bros, and where we live, finance bros are everywhere. Everywhere. A, like, they're wearing. They just and they think they're like the king of the world. Hundred like, percent. Come on, come on. But they get it from their fathers because their fathers have now have the type of money and graduated to wearing like Daytonas or maybe a Nautilus here and there. So percent. No, the, the, now the kids have a date just and they're like, yeah, bro, like yeah, my me and my dad, we got we got an authorized dealer downstairs. He hooks us up all the time, bro. Like you know how that goes. Yeah. Um, we go way back. Yeah, going we go back. going back to the. Uh, to the quote-unquote homework that Yaniv gave me. So we've gotten two. We've have, we have the World Timer, and then we got the uh, Coaxial 150M small seconds. So the, for the last one, I wanted to give a little, like, uh, a different one. So I have two, but if I had to um, decide with one, the Omega Museum Collection, I like that one a lot, just as far as the dress watch. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I have no clue what that is. Yeah. I've never seen that, but so that's my dad's style. My dad would a hundred percent agree on that. Is that currently in the collection or is that like a vintage watch? That is uh I believe that watch is from two thousand nineteen. It's not it's not something you can buy right away. I just picked watches that I think that I would enjoy. But that watch is like very, very nice. Ivory dial. I believe it's rose gold. Um I one thing that I like to like push home is that so the first time you ever showed me a Rolex, the, the Daytona, I immediately told you like I wouldn't wear that watch. And this watch is a very popular watch because I don't like the pushers or AKA lugs on it. I don't like how that looks. So like for an example, I like the way this uh, Speedmaster Professional Moonwatch looks, the 42 uh, millimeter, the stainless steel. I like how it looks, but the lugs on it are too, like they seem too big for me or like they stand out too much. Yeah, the pushers. So, yeah. Yeah. So some like some like to me that shit looks like a stopwatch. Yeah, I can understand that. I listen, pushers are a weird thing. They could be humongous. Even yeah. like some uh, modern Daytonas are screw down pushers, so you have to unscrew it to push it because it's Not- water resistant. It's an oyster case, so like that's that's the look, and it's I can totally understand why. You wouldn't like that, and I totally see you wearing this um, specialties. I don't even know. It's I don't even know if it's considered a speed, not a speedy, but um, it's a nice watch. I'll link to it in the show notes. They say it's called the Specialties Museum. It's red gold on the leather strap. Sixteen, so nice. sixteen six. I mean, it's stunning. Yeah, stunning. Great watch. And it's uh, it's definitely not something I've ever seen. To be completely honest with you, I mean, if there's gonna be one guy to find a nice dress watch, it's gonna be me. That's facts. That's facts. I'm gonna find all the nice dress watches like uh, that 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 are to be found. Also, to give a um, call back to last week, one of my Saudi Prince Pateks, we didn't find the actual 
the actual uh, reference number. So the reference number is the Patek 3940 First Series. That's the watch that I would like to... Uh, that watch I would specifically like to own, and I can put that in the... You know how Venn diagrams have the middle? I'll put that in the middle as far as, like, I... It's somewhat in the range and somewhat out of the range. It's about thirty-five grand, but it's a great watch. I like that watch a lot. Thirty-five grand—that's crazy value for mm-hmm. vintage paddock. I'll tell you right now. One thing that um, a lot of people will pick up on this podcast when you listen to it. For me, it's always going to be a dress watch or a moon face. I love that shit. I don't know why. <laughs> now that I, I'm looking at it, I love that. Like that, that's such a like a great addition to like a little detail on a watch that can just drive that watch crazy. Like if you look at most of the watches that I said that I've said that I enjoy are either they're one dress watches and two have a moon face on always. That's so strange. You're such it's a so grandpa. Nice. It's so nice. You love a grandpa. It's so nice. It's just so classic. Like you know, like for me, uh, like with with a lot of sports watches, they just add too much that I don't need. Like. They have, like, a lot of complications and stuff that I don't really care to have. Like, on this Omega, I'm going to take it off real quick so you can see it in the camera. This is very controversial, this piece right here. The helium escape. Because it's completely unnecessary. It's to, when you go diving and you're wearing the watch, Mm -hmm. you're decompressing with helium, I think. This is it. It's something like this. You would unscrew it so it doesn't pop with the helium. But, like, who's going down to 300 meters? That's 900 (laughs) feet going down that deep. But, see, it's little stuff like that I find interesting. Just, like, you know, little quirky pieces that they have in there. I also enjoy that. I also like, like, weird shapes in watches. And, like, like yeah, like, because it, it's something different. A watch, to me, is supposed to be a statement piece. Not to show you, not just to show, like, oh, I work in finance and, like, oh, I have assets and I have money. Like, if I'm putting on a watch, it's going to mean something to what I have on. So like with that type of stuff, like I just enjoy that. I don't I don't want to have the same watches as the finance bros. That's exactly what I'm trying to veer away from. I don't want to have the watch like your grandfather or the finance bros. That's why that Patek first series, you that's like a watch that watch people like. That's not a watch that just finance bro who works at Merrill Lynch is gonna have on. They're gonna continue to stay with Rolexes or, or Patek Nautilus only. Yeah. Um Let's move on to the next thing. The one of the biggest companies in the world dropped the biggest watch ever made. Or actually, um, Eve refers to them the biggest watch company in the world. It is the biggest watch company in the world. They make they have the most sold watch of all time. I think year over year over year over year they have the best selling watch, and that's Apple with the Apple Watch. Yeah. What's your opinion on just wearables, like smartwatches and wearables in on like in general? For me, like. If I'm going to wear a watch, I have to, it, it has to look good. I don't mind how the Apple Watch looks like, but Apple Watches remind me of, like, people who are trying to track their steps, like office guys who are trying to track their steps, or, like, moms trying to track their steps. It doesn't really have a, a use for me personally. Like, I don't, I'm not going to text somebody off the screen. I feel like that's, I, I'll just pull out my phone for that, or, like, call somebody on it. it, it it's very awkward. Like, to me, to have it, like, it just feels like a miniature phone, but there's also, like, benefits of it as far as, like, uh, like, if you're active, it gives you the benefits of it, and, like, sleeping balances and stuff like that, like, kind of like a whoop, but for me, I wouldn't wear it. I know you're a huge fan of it, but I, I wouldn't wear an Apple Watch. 
Okay. Background here. I'm not a huge fan of it. I have I have the current series seven, I think yeah. it is. I think um and I bought it to when you're working in the field that we work in, it's not easy to always have my phone on me, especially mm-hmm. like when you have two kids and a wife at home, like I kinda need to know I like updates and I have my phone on me. So there's use in that case and i don't like the idea of like so many watch people hate on people that wear the apple watch like there's this one kid on tiktok who just won't let go of it and it's like <laughs> if you wear an apple watch like, any other lift and it drives me fucking nuts like it's an unbelievable piece of product no matter what you think what yeah. they've done with watches, what they can do all like legitimately take looks out of it utility wise it's the most an useful apple watch, watch most useful watch yeah yeah, you, you, there's nothing you can't do on it, really. And especially with this new Apple Watch Ultra, which I'm 100% going to buy, is, to me, they're, com- they're, they're jumping into a new market, which was completely dominated by Garmin and Suunto before. Um, I'm not familiar with either of the two, though, by the way. So Garmin has their flagship models of Phoenix, the Phoenix 7, I think they're on now. They just can't... They, just to show you how slow they evolve, they just started putting touch screens on their watches. Um, so they're, we're, they're very, very utilitarian based. I mean, they have two week long batteries. They're for people that run like ultra marathons or like okay. are in woods hiking or they're doing, you know, long, you know, runs, long bike rides, um, triathlons, those kinds of things. Um, and they have other, uh, Garmin makes a ton of watches for different, uh sports activities i don't know what you want to call it yeah but what the apple watch does co- is kind of combines all of those things so garmin has a garmin dive computer which is called the descent mark ii i think they're on mm-hmm. and that's about fifteen hundred dollars or thirteen hundred dollars if you don't want an air integration and then like eighteen hundred dollars if you do want air integration this apple watch can do what that dive computer does at eight hundred dollars titanium case 49 millimeters eight, the only thing it has is the battery life, which is three days. But for having a computer, like a legit computer that looks, yeah. was an amazing screen, that's, to me, it's super impressive. It has literally everything you need. And this, to me, honestly, might get me to stop wearing watches every single day. This might be something where I wear an Apple Watch five days out of the week. My other day, I'm wearing my Garmin S62 to go play golf with you. And then maybe the Sunday, I'll wear my Omega for the day just because... I have an attachment to it, or I wear my date just for the day just because I have an attachment to it. All right, but slow this, down, this, this, slow down. You're this gonna Apple wear that watch, Omega a lot. <laughs> this Apple Watch is insane. I haven't. Oh, let, me, let me get a, like a clear view of it, because like the thing does it is it still the same shape as the as the normal Apple Watch? It's the same shape. It has crown guards, which the other one didn't. So the spinny thing, whatever they call the crown, it's not really like a functional crown, but it has crown guards now, and it has an action button which you can like click to which was one of the big pain points of the Apple Watch compared to a Garmin, was that the Garmin, you can actually click buttons when you're, like, sweaty and runny. Mm-hmm. You can click a button stop the workout. But now, with the Apple Watch, you can do that with the action button, which is really, really cool. Yeah, that that, that actually is... I like that they're actually improving. Actually, this watch looks pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. This looks different. It's it's different. It has... Yeah. The, the cool functionality of it is the dive computer because my brother-in-law is a big diver, and... You need to have a dive. No matter what, you have to dive with a dive computer. You, know, you need to know how far you go. You need to know when you're on your way up ascending. You need to know how long your decompression stops are. Like these things, 
is and honestly i would put my life in apple before i put my life in garmin's hands to be completely honest with you i like how it looks it is actually like an updated type of the watch um i don't mind the little um with the push on it the like like i like what they did with that with like they just extended the whole thing instead of that's why I, one thing that i didn't like just about like any watch like we would say is that it's it stands out the the push so on this one they just extended the case and then just put it all together so it's like smooth and it's just one big piece out i don't mind that i think i, I think that's a good point really cool and then you have all the health features you have the temperature sensing the sleep tracking the heart notifications the ecg tracking like and in the field that i'm in now you know these kinds of things are important yeah and living that healthy lifestyle and crash detection fault detection emergency services like if you get lost hiking there's a siren that it can let go off it's just it's just a bunch of cool things you don't necessarily need yeah but as someone that's upset here and like you know me when i like something i like it i need all the best stuff of everything like Fact. with golf i need all the good stuff and yeah, this like is gonna make it better <laughs> this thing can <laughs> this thing can kind of work in every one of those fields so that's why i think this could be something i'm gonna order it and then i'll come with i'll wear it for a week and give you an honest review if i hate it i hate it i can't like right now i can't wear my apple watch for more than like, I wore it to work the other day, and I was like, I need to take this thing off of me because it was just so ugly. It looks horrible on me, and it just feels so, like, ugh, I don't know. I can't I can't do it. But this, to me, seems like that it bridges that gap. I like what they did with it. It looks more like a watch now. And, yeah. and I like that, they, that you can – like, one thing that I always liked about Apple is that you can always switch out the straps, and it straps from them. That's one thing that I necessarily never understood – when it comes to luxury watches, it's like you. There's a market if you make your own straps. There's a market because a lot of people um, make their own straps for the watch, and they just choose not to, so that you can buy another watch. But the market of the straps, if you set them at a good price point, could be a very good uh, business endeavor for some of these watch companies. And it also makes things a little bit more customizable, which Apple can do. Yeah, and and if you're not like a Patek, Vacheron, Rolex. I think that should be a market that you're in for. I think Cartier, you can get uh, different bands for the so tape. There's a, but... there's a few brands that do do it really well. Omega does a great job of it yeah. with NATO straps and rubber straps, and they're interchangeable. Some watches, it becomes more difficult, like the Royal Oak, because, or I mean, any AP really, because it's like a specific bracelet. Uh, I think the lugs are a specific design. I know yeah. APs. Nautiluses, uh, any Oris watch is very difficult to like make straps for, but these companies should be making straps and they should be making them accessible. Where like Paddock, if you want to get a, a camo green strap for your Aquanaut, it's going to cost you six grand. Like that's absurd to me. I'm sorry, that's wild. Yeah, we're at the I Apple mean, Watch. Five different bands and you have five different watches with one watch. Yeah, from what I've heard also with Cartier too, that they make it very difficult for you to get extra straps. And I'm like, I feel like that's a that's that would be like a good thing to do. Like if I want a black navy or a fucking whatever orange strap or whatever, you choose the colors. I don't care. But it sh you shouldn't make me wait six months for a strap. Like I've heard people yeah. like waiting six months for a strap that you paid for already, put a down payment. I'm like that doesn't really make sense to me, especially when you sell leather doesn't goods. Make Having to put a down payment on a strap is wild. And John Mayer was famously in his his second uh, walking uh, walking talkish 
talking watches on Hodinkee, um, famously showed his Aquanaut with a green strap. And that is kind of what blew up. I mean, John Mayer, whenever he says anything, the whole watch market moves. But he talked about that green Aquanaut strap. And apparently now they're literally impossible to get. That's another thing I don't understand. What's the obsession with John Mayer in the watch in the watch world? Like once he says something is cool, like it's cool. He's he's the to me what John Mayer has done with watch collecting is kind of made it cool for some people and famous people. Mm-hmm. And this is a good transition. Like one of our last pieces of the show is the celeb watch spotter, which yeah. we can talk about in a little. But John has the most insane collection. Has kind of made has popularized the idea of like the he's popularized the idea of like going into a vintage shop and finding an old paul newman daytona and being then you ask the shop clerk how much is this watch and they're like 90 dollars, and you go get it like appraised and it's nine hundred thousand dollars like that appeal like what he it's a it would be a great story but that never happens but he has kind of in his in my opinion in his talking watches the first one especially kind of gave the idea of watches being a commodity it's having like a some type of asset he kind of made it a thing so whenever john mayer says I love this gold Daytona with a green dial. They call they start calling it the John Mayer Daytona, and it blows up. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, it's just it's just influence, just like anything else within any industry. Like if there's influence, like for with the fashion industry, if Pharrell and Kanye tell you like, oh, this is this is something to wear, or like Virgil uh, will tell you, oh, this is something to wear, that becomes popular. And it's the same thing within like um, music as well. Like if if there's an artist backed by an artist that people like. That that is what it's done, but from what it seems like, John Mayer is it's more organic. Some some of those other things are more business purposes because you have influence. I don't know his his uh, endeavors. Maybe he got a little back end money from Rolex or something like that. But it seems just to be a little bit more organic with um with his like for watches. But it is kind of weird to me that people are just like, oh, John Mayer's wearing it so green down Daytona. Let's go. It's a fucking nice watch though. <laughs> Yeah, it's a gorgeous watch. Don't get me wrong. Regardless of what anyone wants to say, that Rolex, if you want to send me a green dial Daytona, I'll take it any day of the week. Facts. But John Mayer, to me, is like the Kanye of the fashion world. Whenever Kanye would start wearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, I might be wrong about this. You know more about fashion than me. But when Kanye started wearing the Chelsea boots or Kanye started wearing yeah. the ripped jeans, it became a thing. That's kind of the same way with John Mayer-ish. And I would say Mark Wahlberg might be the other guy who... Who could kind of? Yeah, I was gonna ask who else has that type of pull, like, like the Marky. thing. The thing, the thing is with me, like, I wouldn't necessarily look at Mark Wahlberg and be like, "That's the guy I want to like." You feel me? Like, that's not really my. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, but I mean, it make it makes sense with John Mayer because John Mayer has like one. He's a great musician and like he has a more mystique to him. Like he pops in and out whenever he wants, and he's like, "This is right, right." This is what I genuinely like, but then it's also weird that people are like, "Okay, I like what you like." Like, there's no it, in the watch world. I have seen a lot, a lot more of that. It's, there's no, there's not that much of originality there. You know, obviously there are people who have originality, but it's more just like, "Hey, you wear what we tell you to wear." Kind of like this is what expensive, so we're gonna wear this. This, this is what this type of person wears, so this is gonna wear this. Like, I don't think. The type of person that I am, people would pick a Cartier tank for me if without knowing my stance on watches. It's just I like that watch because that's just something that I like. You want to hear an interesting story? The other day when I was telling Meg that we were going to finally start recording this, um, we were on our way home from Trader Joe's. And I was like, what watch style do you think Edwin is? What like what would you 
if you were to think Edwin can pick any watch in the world, what do you think he would fucking bust down versus Sky Tour? No, she said <laughs> some sort of Rolex, a Daytona, a Skydwell. She doesn't really know the names that well. Yeah. Um, but she said Rolex. And I was explaining to her how you have more of the grandpa style. You love Cartier. You love all the Jaegers of the world. And she compared you to the more of like a Tyler creator style, which I think is pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Of, I have, the, of the styles that I like of watches. I don't like things that look clunky, man. No. You like more refined. Yeah, like I'm not gonna wear an AP brick. Like that's not. I don't think that's cool, man. Like that's that. Yeah. You telling me you don't have the taste in watches as Drake does? Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, that that I can I can liken my taste to somebody more like like that. I won't say John Mayer because everybody in the watch world would be like like fucking going crazy about it. But I'm more of a like I'll seek out a vintage watch rather than getting a modern day watch any day. And it, and it's going to be something that probably isn't that popular either. Cause I've been looking at a bunch of different Cartier tanks and stuff like that. And recently the Cartier, which I still don't remember the, the name of it. The one with the B is, is starting to go in prices of like 10 K eight K. Like when I was looking at those watches, they were two to $3,000. Now they're extremely expensive. Yeah. I'm trying to think of someone that I have, uh, similar style too. It's probably more honestly. It's more like a Hodinkee writer, which most people wouldn't know. Um, but James Stacey. Yeah, that's I have a, a very simple. I was gonna say that. To James Jason, the guys at Grenado, like that, more like sub sub ten thousand. I don't even want to say that sub five thousand dollars sport watch. That's more my yeah. area that you wear with like a over shirt and some shorts and whatever. You know, that's more my my style. The Cartier you're thinking of is called the Bascalante. That watch is fucking beautiful. That's a nice watch. It's a gorgeous watch. That's a nice They're watch. They're not that expensive either. They're not, but certain vintage ones that were going for, uh, like, legitimately, like, 3K are going for, like, ten, ten to $11,000 right now. And I'm like, okay, hey, this, is, this is what we're doing. But that's that's what I'm saying. With Within every culture, there are people who um, introduce new aspects to the culture. Like a watch that someone might have just like, ah, whatever, about the watch years ago. When it's introduced to somebody through like John Mayer or somebody with a little bit of stature, everybody's like, oh, this watch is like a beautiful watch. How did I miss this watch? It's the same thing that you were telling me about when you were uh, going through a lot of the Green Hulks. Mm -hmm. And now the Hulks go for a lot of money because now it's become a, a popular watch. But at that point, nobody really valued that watch as much as it's valued now. Yeah. And Quick question for you. Yeah. What are your thoughts on double wristing? Like if you saw me, I don't know, you saw me walking through the mall and I'm wearing an Omega on one wrist and I'm wearing an Apple Watch on another wrist. That's tacky as fuck. That's you so think tacky? so? Yeah, 100%. Double There's wristing? A couple like, guys. That's, who's into that? There's a couple guys that do it. Um, some guy who has a, garage, uh, a YouTube channel with cars. I'll link it in the show notes. I think it's called Harry's Garage. Yeah. He does it. Jack Forrester from Hodinkee does it. And it's more like just from like a functional standpoint. Like you have an attachment to the one watch and then you mm -hmm. wear an Apple watch on the other. Because to me, I see, I and I, I'm, I don't know, I'm not going to say I'm doing this. I'm yeah. going to do it. But it's something I've thought about because to me, a watch, the Apple watch is not a watch. It's an accessory. It's a piece of tech that you would wear that's just a wearable. It's not necessarily a watch. Does that make yeah. sense? I, I get what you're saying, but I'm I'm totally on the complete opposite of that because an Apple watches are accessories, and Apple Watch is an accessory as well. It's just it's just a it's just a thing of wanting to 
have a style and then have um, more of a useful watch. But to that, I just say just wear the one that you're going to use more. Like, I understand that you want to wear this whatever Rolex Submariner and then you need the Apple Watch. Use what you need. Like, obviously, like you, you can have other times where you wear that watch. I think I have mental problems. You want to know why? <laughs> I think a lot I of have, people there's, do. There's, there's times where I like will wear my Apple Watch to work and I'm driving to work and I'm like, fuck, why did I wear this? Like, I'm so mad at myself for putting this on. And then there's other times where I'm like, I'm wearing my Omega to work or I'm wearing my Explorer to work. And I'm like, fuck, why am I not wearing my Apple Watch? I should be wearing my Apple Watch. And it like really fucks with my psyche. Like it really, really messes with my head. It, that's the thing that you mean you have both talked about already before. Uh, when, when, you're, when That's something that I haven't, um, I don't have that, but I do understand what you mean. Because there are people that, there are people that fixate on things. There are people that are like very 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 much collectors i don't think that i'm a collector of much like i i like what i like and i don't really like some people like idolize items sometimes and some people there's there are people that that buy things and don't wear them and there are people that buy things and overwear them i think i'm in between of that like i think if i got if i got a daytona like people would be like that's not an everyday watch i'd wear it every day i don't care or like when we talked about yeah, when we talked about the Cartier originally, you were like, yeah, but you need one to be around the water. And I was like, oh, I just take off the watch. Like, it's not that serious to me. I, like, I, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a huge consumer, and my Uncle David is the same way. Like, we obsess over product. We love yeah. product. He was, I was on the phone with him in Publix the other day, and he was saying that he was trying to, like, justify himself. He just got the iPhone 13 Pro. Mm-hmm. max or maybe not just got it but he has the like complete updated one and he is like convincing himself that he needs the new iphone 14 and like we were on the phone and i'm like you're making a good point you should probably buy it and he completely doesn't need it but it's something that like it brings us joy so i can see where some people will think like oh people will listen to this and be like this guy's nuts yeah. but it brings me happiness and i enjoy those kinds of things so like what's the difference between me doing that or going out fucking drinking all night you know i don't do that i don't like it that's so advice i Exactly. One of them. <laughs> I guess we, probably, we, we, we know we know another one that you have, but we won't discuss this podcast. Of, but um, okay. just, just listen to that po- Just listen to like that conversation that you just had, and we, me and you, had the exact same conversation when we were on the golf course. I'm like, oh, the new iPhone 14 is coming out. Like, uh, I'm, I might get this, and then I was like, watch me not get this after the iOS 16 comes out, because then it's gonna be a new phone. And I, I, I won't really find you, like, for me to have a collection of watches to be, like, 15, 16, 30 watches, it'd have to be over, like, 40 years. Because I'm not really, like, excessive with things like that. Like, I have a lot of sneakers, but the things with that, I find that to be more uh, useful and wearable than just, like, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of watches can be repetitive. If, if that makes sense, like it, it can be like, this looks similar to this. So why do I need that one? And, but that's how you feel about watches is that yeah. and that's the same way you feel about sneakers. Yeah. To me, like I can find one pair of shoes that I really like and I'm mm-hmm. fine with wearing those over and over or like finding different iterations of it. But seeing the different nuances and like the look closer moments like John Mayer says, but look closer, but look closer is something that I don't appreciate in sneakers 
and I think you're starting to appreciate it in watches. Yeah. And once watches, I think, become a little bit more accessible in terms of cost for most people, is that that's when it becomes like, and I'm not saying, and I'm not a collection. Exactly. When like you can go to a Rolex, like if you could go to a Rolex boutique, I'm sure you would have a heyday in there. But now you can't. So like no. it's it yeah. kind of ruins the fun of that collecting. Yeah. Where sneakers, a little bit, it's becoming a little bit more accessible. I'm starting to win some raffles. Some somewhat. It's still very inaccessible for the things that are com- like for the high piece key stuff. It says that watches have a, like an all around grasp of like I just give me whatever Rolex you have an authorized dealer and I'll buy it. And that's the grasp that they have on it. Because somewhat in the sneaker community, it it became a collective thing where it's just like, all right, we won't buy them anymore. And then then what? Like, then you lose out on our money. Now you see a lot of the market when, um, let's say, like a Jordan was very popular. Just any retro Jordan was very popular. And then it became a point where people weren't able to get them. And then it stopped being cool. So now on a release date, you might get 5 million pairs of these to come out. And now it would take you weeks to sell out when it used to take you hours to sell out. And I feel like... But do you, question for you. Do you yeah. think that's like making markets in other sneakers more popular? Like 100%. if you want to get a Joe Fresh Goods, yeah, um, New Balance, because yeah. people are like all moving to Joe. So don't you think that might happen in watches where like, People are like, fuck Rolex, we're done. I'm not waiting for this shit anymore. Yeah. And they start buying the they start it's, buying the Vacheron, start buying the Jaeger, and then Yeah, I agree. It, it's already happening in the same sense. Like if you if you talk about it, like for example, uh, so Nike is the the god of all gods. I I guess you can liken that to be like a Rolex or a Patek or AP because I feel like three are the at the top there for what uh, the watch world, but then. New Balance started to do more nuanced collabs with a Joe Fresh Goods, with a Teddy Santis, uh, with a with a Salehi Bimbury. So then, now you see like, oh, I get way more quality with New Balance than I get with Nike, and it's the same thing that you see within. Uh, it's not necessarily more cheap or anything like in the watch world. Like a New Balance will run you probably a little more than a, an Air Force One or a Jordan would, but it's worth the value of it. So it's the same thing as like, okay, I can get this sky dweller or this submariner for 10 to 15 K. If it's possible for me to get it, if I want to wait a year to be on this list, or I can go to Omega and get a, a, a speed master or a C master. And then I really start wearing and I see like, Oh, this is more comfortable. It's more practical. It looks similar. Like, it's it, it's safer so the and it's way way less expensive because now if you want a Rolex you get an aftermarket like 95% of the time I can walk mm-hmm. into Omega and get an Omega right now I can walk into Jaeger and get a reversal right now 100% yeah I can walk and... into Cardi and get a tank and it's to me I, like a lot of people are, are gonna are gonna like uh, shit on it, but to me, it's just uh, just as nice of a watch as most of these watches are, if not nicer in some cases. I agree. Question for you: If you're a professional athlete and you have to pick a sponsorship, are you picking the New Balance or are you gonna still pick Nike? Because like, what has that pull? What has that like look that you want? It's the same question. Like, if I if you're a professional golfer, are you gonna and you have the option to get sponsored by Rolex or you have the 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 option to get sponsored by a Jaeger. 
the, I'm taking the, Rolex all day. Yeah, it, it also, when, when you bring business into it, it also depends on who's giving me the better deal, per se. Take the deal, no business involved. Just No, the, the no business thing. involved, just watches? And the brand you would want to represent, the, the brand you would want to see yourself doing that your driver shot in a big billboard in New York City. Do you want that to have Jaeger? Do you want that to have Rolex? Do you want that to have Nike? Or do you want that to have New Balance? I get what you mean. There's definitely one that would draw more people to it. But the thing with Rolex is you'll never have any influence on that company ever. I feel like with Jaeger, I would at least get a one of one or something like that. And yeah. but but the thing is also the Rolex has the the thing that Rolex has is the same thing that Nike has actually. It's they have one history just like a lot of these watches do, but then they also have a lot of signatures that are fire. Same thing with Rolex. You got the Datejust. You got the mm-hmm. Submariner. You have the Skydweller. You have the Daytona. You have a ton of different variables of watches that are all very nice watches. But then when you go to Jaeger, it's not as much. There's there's two or three categories that you enjoy within that watch. So, yeah. theoretically, everybody would choose Rolex because there's just more of a sample that you can get from. But... right. If you're telling me, in a in somewhat in a in a certain case, would I rather have a Jaeger Reverso tribute or a Datejust? I would take the Reverso. Right, and it's like it's also who they have athletes back behind them. So they have like, I mean, Rolex has. I mean, Omega has Roy McIlroy, but Rolex has Tiger. I mean. The big you know boys I mean? are always going to be the big boys. Like that, that that's Hublot. always going to be a thing. Hublot has Novak Djokovic. Rolex has Federer. It's a different. You're in a different league when you're playing. When you're being sponsored by these giants, like R- giants. R- RM has a doll. I know, but that's a specific. That's a niche. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a niche. Very, the doll's yeah. a goat, but uh-huh. I think that's a specific for that sport. I think RM is the perfect fit for Nadal, like that. Nadal is so aggressive on court, and that watch is so aggressive, and it's so mm-hmm. high tech. Like yeah. to me, that's a perfect. Match. That brings us into um, our wrist check and and celeb watch, watch. Uh, what's it called again? Celeb, celeb watch spotter. Yeah. Um, and Federer was seen wearing that John Mayer Daytona, which is kind of wonky to say that Federer is wearing a John Mayer Daytona, but he's wearing that yeah. yellow gold Daytona with the green dot, which to me is is. That's I mean, the number that to me that's the ultimate fuck you watch. Yeah, I mean to me like that thing is it's just a really nice watch. But the thing is to me is like when from a consumer standpoint, I'd rather get another watch. I'd rather I'd much rather get the Patek thirty nine forty first series for thirty five thousand dollars than pay what is like three hundred grand four hundred grand for this watch. No, not what, that crazy. What, what is this going for? I don't know. I'd have to ask Elliot. It hasn't I'm, gone. No, I think it might have touched a hundred, but I I'm think not, it's I'm going. Not a like, great, I'm not a great market dealer, so I don't know exact prices. But listen, I would listen to me. I wouldn't be surprised if this watch eventually will go for like three hundred grand. It's like sixty 100%. seventy. No way. Which 60, is like, uh, down a lot. Yeah. So in the, the price range that I the price range that I see that right now is eighty five ninety two thousand. I think you can get it a little bit lower, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. But. Is there not? Tell me, tell me. There is. Is there not a 
better watch that you can get for 90 grand. 100%. 100%. It's the allure with that watch. It's something that, yeah. I don't know. There, the, the, the lore of the bat hitting the back of your head and somebody's taking it, that's the lore of that watch. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that watch is that, that's a flashy watch. It's right there. I, to me, I wouldn't wear that with with flashy clothes. I'd wear that with a white T-shirt and, and like jeans and plain-ass sneakers. Yeah. I, the, I, I couldn't flash that around. The thing is with that, like... I don't know. It's just me. That green down, and then we we get to the conversation. If I don't know who who the the gentleman is wearing the Vacheron overseas with the blue dial, Erling Haaland. He's the starting uh, striker for Manchester City. He's probably, and this is also if you're a soccer fan, this is controversial, but he's probably one of the best strikers in the world right now. Okay. Um, that okay. watch is is. I, I'd rather take that big... watch. I'd rather take that watch. I, I agree, but it's still not. I don't know. It's something I. Uh, it doesn't pop I would as much to you. If it was up to me, I would take the Vacheron, but it's still not the elite level as the Daytona is. I don't know why, and that's mm-hmm. just a personal. I think, for my lifestyle and the way I live and the, it, just the life I live, the Vacheron would make more sense to me. But, what, but what, what we really need to break down is the influence matters for some products. So John, hundred percent, John Mayer's more than. It. Yeah, and John Mayer influenced that watch, and, and and that's what made the watch to be great. It's the same thing as if uh, Kanye Farrell backed something. It still has to be good, but with the with the overall influence of them backing it, it makes the watch have more lore because people are tied into more of like, oh, this is what this person wears, and I look up to this person a lot. So that's still the holds of the lore to me. But like I said, there's like like Mike said, she hit on the head. Like I like more Tyler things because Tyler doesn't really go with what is like popping now so that that that's my thing i like i'd rather vashamons aren't cool now i'd rather get a vashamon overseas because it's not cool now and just so we're clear uh holland is wearing the uh rose gold vashamon overseas with the blue dial which stunning stunning um next mr marky Wahlberg is wearing I mean, I don't know if this is a piece unique. A really or, fucky watch. I mean, that is the most That's insane. a fucky watch. He's wearing the Patek Philippe Grand Complication, the 5374 uh, in platinum with sapphires all over the thing, boogers all over the bezel, but get boogers. It's in list price. It says retails $1.1 million. <sighs> That's like a $3 million watch. <laughs> blue crocodile strap it's and he's wearing i think it's like he's wearing the cartier nail behind it i forget what it's mm. called um but i mean it's just it's, and he's I, I love that in the picture he's just holding a glass of wine he has two different glasses on like he's because he's an old man he's wearing a backwards snapback like mm. a normal person with one million dollar watch on it's absurd absurd i respect that though i respect that this is just like ah this is what i'm wearing today how about uh your boy a b Antonio Brown wearing the terrible watch. Jake Bugatti Chiron Turbion. There's only seven pieces in the world, though. That's a terrible watch. It's a very Andrew Tate watch. He has that watch. I'm sure he does. No, he like this... legit made a video of it, and he has that watch. God, the guy yeah. is that watch is terrible. That 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 is exactly who's meant to have that watch. AB's also exactly who's meant to have that watch. Would you rather wear that or the Apple Watch Ultra? Apple Watch. Okay, cool. 
That's not a good um, question. And then we were looking at the Black Panther AP. What are your thoughts on this watch? Okay, what that watch with me is just is just a color thing to me. I'm not a big fan of purple. The purple strap I don't really like. I would have preferred if they did a black uh, strap on it, and I would have been fine with that watch. Like to me, like that that's a okay watch. I'm not really like I'm not really the over crazed AP guy either. Like I send you certain APs because I like the dial of the APs a lot, and I like the hexagon like look of an AP, but that's not gonna necessarily be my go to watch either. Like I. That, it's a cool watch. I like the the collab that they did with Marvel and stuff like that, but I wouldn't want to be like, like we talked about this last week, I wouldn't want AP to be like, oh, Spider-Man now. Yeah, that would be a little <laughs> right. Rude. Yeah. I'm, this is... I'm not a Marvel head. I, I actually despise Marvel with a burning passion. I hate superheroes. I like superheroes. I, cool. Don Cheadle, whoever this is, yeah, seems, I know who he, I've seen him before. But to me, he looks like a super villain. So this watch match is kind of perfect for him. I don't know if he plays a villain or something. <laughs> Don, Cheadle like play, a... Don Cheadle plays a superhero. And he's the war machine. It's um, it's uh, Iron Man's friend on the show. It's like his like sidekick type oh. stuff. Yeah. Oh, Iron Man has a sidekick. So cool. I don't Don Cheadle's not a, a villain. <laughs> Look, he looks like he would be in all purple wearing this watch and being an evil guy in some sort of superhero movie. I don't I don't give a shit really about Marvel, but I think this match this watch matches him and yeah. I think this is a good, like publicity move for AP if that's yeah. it. Yeah, 100%. That yeah. I think we end on the Don himself, mm-hmm. your favorite guy in the world. Drizzy uh, well, Drake that boy. Ugh. That watch is, <laughs> that watch is terrible, man. That watch is so what bad. Thought, what are your thoughts on Drake as a person? Just cringe. This watch fits exactly what he is, man. It's like with that hairdo, this all, like this looks like a, a bust down watch, and it's not. It's factory, and that's cool. But that watch is nothing that I'll ever wear again. It's too flashy. I don't like it. I'm look. I I think Drake's a great rapper. I think he makes good music. Yeah. And he he's progressively gotten a lot worse as, as a human being, and has a lot worse tastes as time has gone gone on. I think there was a point where he's had decent taste, but I feel still feel like he's stealing it from other people mm-hmm. and he doesn't have like a great taste. My mom's an interior designer and she loves his home. That's being sarcastic. She hates his home. His I home was about to say, because his home looks like a Vegas like hotel. His home looks like, like a, a Vegas or like a, a strip mall in Vegas. Like when you yeah. go downstairs to the casino, what it looks like. And this watch matches him perfectly. It's an out of catalog, 18 karat gold, completely factory set. Diamonds all over the place. Meteorite, um, yeah. Sky Dweller. Okay. Matches his hairdo. It matches the little tennis chain he has on. Okay. He's gotten, I don't, it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Like an, like an AD can call me right now. Like, hey, we have this available for you right now. And my only purpose to, to get this watch would be to sell it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, I'd call one specific, I'd call, I'd, I wouldn't even pay for it. I'd find someone to pay for it for me and flip and it because I wouldn't even. Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to touch that watch. But well, and this is what, it's probably a good hefty amount of money with all the diamonds on that. Horrible. We'll end that off another, here. What is it? I got another piece of homework for you before we leave. All right. This guy thinks I'm in, back in college days or something. Three watches from Let's do Jaeger next week. 
That's easy. I have to rewatch this right now. Um, we'll end that off here. No Concept of Time, episode two. Enjoy your time. Thank you.